welcome back to another episode of When My Future Curve the Podcast. And this is season two. Season two. So we're super excited. Um, Jordan and I have been doing a lot of working, so we apologize if this video is coming out a little late. So bear with us. But we're so excited that we have a special guest with us, Miss Kiara Noel. You guys are going to get to know a little bit more about her um, as we move into segment one. But before we go there, she will be joining us for what's the word? What is the word? What's the word? Anywho, <laughs> so for our first what's the word in Kiara, please feel free to give us your opinions as we delve deep into all things gossip, okay? So what's the word first topic is Megan Thee Stallion, which you know, she's an H-Town hot girl, Houston, Texas right here. So um, how do you guys feel about her speaking out about being shot in the foot? by allegedly we're gonna say allegedly tory lanes because it ain't been it ain't been confirmed yet or denied um i'll go first i think that it's very good that she spoke about it mm-hmm. um i think that the violence that goes on against women needs to be brought to light more than it already has been and um her being such a young woman and um not expecting that in the slightest i mean that was the most random thing that could have probably ever happened these last couple weeks (laughs) um but i think it's good that she talked about it you know it really shines a light on people who deal with like domestic stuff whether Mm -hmm. they're in relationships or not Mm -hmm. and um you know i i i don't know i think it's crazy (laughs) but necessary I I would have to agree. I think it is crazy. When I first like read about it, I was like, no, did I read this right? Like it didn't make sense at first. But I I personally I'm glad that she said something. I'm glad she felt comfortable enough to say something. And I think that is a really um great example of what women should do when they've been in this situation is actually speak out, speak their mind about what's going on. I agree. Exactly. Okay. And again, like I said, I totally agree. And just like Jordan was saying, just like uh, Kiara was saying, to me it was like shocking and random. And you can tell when she spoke about it, like Megan is always, I don't know her, she a friend in my head. But, you know, she always seems to make light of certain things. Like she's a hot girl and she's just living her life. For her to like tear up really like you she she to me she she didn't even like break i don't feel in public even when her mom died right she was like real solid across the board so for her to tear up about being shot like that like you can tell that really affected her and that that was not something that she thought was gonna happen i think that it was like and i don't want to speak for her obviously but like um who's the thing like damn my friend just my friend right shot me in the foot <laughs> both feet both feet he like, didn't even give you a foot to stand on he shot you in both feet that's like very that's just some shisty crazy like i would be because you can be heartbroken from a friendship oh definitely like and that would be like the last thing that i ever would have thought to happen because they seem like they were getting pretty close, close you know so i don't know i think that it's probably like a combination of like the outpour of love um, the fact that it even happened and not honestly I feel like she maybe not she maybe she wasn't like fully ready to talk about it yeah um it might have been like okay I know they want to know so I'm gonna just go ahead but I don't think emotionally or mentally she might have been ready to 
I think it's kind of like, and Kara, you can I, you can uh, add in. You, have you ever like been sad about something? And you like, especially as women, you know, we tough, especially black mm-hmm. women. And you go to work and like you, you just went through a heartbreak or something, and you good, you solid, and then somebody be like, "What's wrong?" And you're like, <laughs> "Like you just can like you just break down." And you're like, "What is happening?" I don't have my stuff together. Right. Girl, what's the cry now? Just think about it. Like Kara, like can you relate? Like you ever just been there? Oh, yes. Like, I, it's just, and then they go to be like, oh, do you need a hug? And I'm like, don't hug me. Right. Don't hug me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I can't. Work. Right. But I'm one of those, I'm one of those people. But as far as, like, things going on in the world right now, for some reason, I'm not good at keeping up with everything going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I live under a rock. So a lot of the stuff that y'all are saying, I was like, wait. No, we delve deep into it. Like, we, and you know, again, like I said, being an H Town hottie, you know, we gotta keep up with our girl Megan. But I do want to get to a couple more points. Uh well to the second point of this question is how do you feel about people making jokes in in particular? I wanted to talk about women making jokes about her being a shot in the foot. So i.e. Drea, and I'll just update you because I know you said you don't really do a lot of the um, in the know stuff. But Drea from Basketball Wise basically was like, you know, I feel like they was so in love. I want to be in love so much that somebody shoot me in my foot. I predict. I'll take it. <laughs> I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that, you know, drove them down this snapped esque mm. type of road and mm. I'm here for it. I like that. I want you to like me so much you shoot me in the foot too. Like But as long What as, the uh, whoa no, no, that, that is very dry like drop man. a grenade. What the you want you what? I want you to like me so much that if I'm trying to get out the car and you're like no sit your <laughs> ass in the peeps. car and she I'm like peeps. no I'm out the car. No you're not he shoot bah, you bah. in the foot. Wow. Yeah. You gonna hey. fuck in now this, I'm not going in nowhere. This moment, are you going? Drea just went viral. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, and look, and she's looking like okay, like okay. Uh. Like, and I understand what she was trying to say, but it wasn't funny. And then also, just hilarious. I don't know if you're familiar, the comedian. She was like doing this little sketch about Megan being shot in the foot. I'm like, okay, what was the point of that? So, how do you feel about? these women especially for me women of color making fun of her being shot in the foot like in the feet girl i think that it is possible to make jokes about that i don't know exactly how the situation went down but i don't think jokes should be made until she's like okay with that until megan is okay with that until she's made her peace with it because i feel like it's too soon Mm. and i don't know i i think like being shot is a serious subject because i'm pretty sure in that moment she was scared and to bring up like to just make light of a moment where somebody was really scared and they're not ready to move past it yet I don't think that's very mature, and I, I, I don't like it. Well, I agree with Kiara saying too, and I'm glad you said what you said, Kiara, uh, Kiara because, for example, I, we, I watch a lot of comedy, and we know mm-hmm. like the Dave Chappelle's of the world, the uh, you know the Steve Harvey's of the world, whoever these comedians, they make fun of like, I, I watch comedy like all day while I'm at work, 
And how many times have I heard R. Kelly jokes? That's not funny, you know, about him molesting young women, but they make jokes about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Or I was watching some like 90s uh, sketches and they were talking mm-hmm. about the whole Bill uh, Clinton thing. Right. But I am like, you know, cheating on his wife. That's not really funny, but they were making jokes. But I think you bring a good point when you're saying it's too fresh. Maybe like six or seven months from now when she done put out an album about it and she talking about getting shot up again, maybe we right. can, you know, joking, you little kiki. I, I think it was very classless of just just hilarious. I already don't like her. Yeah. Like as a person. <laughs> um, as a person, as a comedian, I think that and then the disclaimer that she put at the bottom of the post, like, I don't condone domestic violence. This is strictly for entertainment. Somebody's pain is your entertainment. And I understand, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. like with Dave Chappelle, Red Fox. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think as Kiara said, there's a time. Yeah. There's a time frame that happened just a couple weeks ago. Literally the day or the day after. The day she spoke out about it. The day she posted it. And I'm like, are you that dumb? Yeah. Are you that stupid? Cloud. Yeah. Like, girl, you've been canceled five times over at this point. You might <laughs> want to talk to your PR person. And I always be saying, like, so here are my degrees in PR. And I when stuff like that happened, I'd be like, who is your publicist? Like, who is she? Like, fire her quickly. Wait. I, I definitely understand that. I um like being a title holder, there are certain things that I can't post. Right. And like and they're not necessarily things that I do like drinking or smoking and all that. I can't post that mm-hmm. because I don't know who's watching my page and I don't want to be that kind of influence on younger contestants and younger girls. So I've always had that mindset. But other people sometimes I'm watching stories and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I, I could never post that so yeah I mean I feel like to a degree it's like common sense I don't have the PR person really but I also don't put myself in a situation where I would have to explain a post or explain a story because it was inappropriate that's called moral compass but everybody doesn't have mm-hmm. that sadly I have one oh sorry I think that sometimes celebrities think that they're like not invincible but like like yeah above certain things yeah like just because you're just hilarious you get to make light of and make fun of and a very scary and hurtful situation that's not cool you wouldn't want nobody to do that to you exactly but we're gonna move on because we got a lot to dive into because we have three uh what's the word today so what's the word number two is netflix is releasing old black TV series. Now, I don't know about y'all, but your girl is lit. <laughs> your girl is lit. Now, I do have one complaint. Please don't, 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 don't roast me in the comments. And Kiara Jordan, I'm a little upset that they started with Moesha. I feel like we should have started with girlfriends. You know, because Moesha's on TV one. I think she's she's already out. Like, I Moesha started- is good. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you got to start with a bang. And end with a bang. So they should have either started with like girlfriends or sister sister. Or one Or one. But one on one ain't as popular. No, it's not. Well, I, I they, watch all of them. They should have started with girlfriends. They could have started. Kiara, what you think? When, first off, when I saw it, I screamed and I was in the um the op, the optometrist. Opt- the eye doctor. Eye doctor. I was in there and so I screamed. Mom was like, what is wrong with you? But I have to agree. I wish they would have started with girlfriends. I have been trying to watch girlfriends 
for like the last six years and couldn't find it anywhere and didn't want to pay for it. So I have to agree, they should have started with girlfriends because I've been waiting on this for my entire adult life. Exactly. And I'm glad they finally did it. Yes. I was like, I was like, oh my God. And they were like premiering Moesha. And I'm like, Moesha? I mean, yes. <laughs> I like Mo to the, you know, I, I'm, I'm here for it, but I was just like, okay. But anyway, so of that, of that, which are you like, let's let's say, what are the top two that you're just, we, we already know girlfriends, I think girlfriends already are, you know, but what other show uh, are you like super excited to watch which you're just going to be waiting at midnight with your eyes book open, ready to click, click the button? What, off the top of your head, do you remember the other one? Game, girlfriend, sister, sister, Moesha, half and half, one on one, one. I believe that's it. Let me see, the game, sister, sister, Moesha. Half and half, one on one, girlfriends. Sister, sister, definitely. Sister, sister. I get told that I look like them all the time, and I think it's ridiculous, but <laughs> not ridiculous. <laughs> because I, I just, I don't see it. Other people see it. Girl, I would take it. They can say I look like Beyonce. I don't see it. Like I'll take it. Thank you. I get told that I look like Remy Ma. So Remy I don't Ma, see that I don't either. See it either. My grandma said I used to look like growing up. Have y'all seen Holiday Horror? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Nikki. Girl, oh. She's going to say She's going to say Wanda. Don't do me. She I was mean, scared. Not, uh, not <laughs> In that video. No, ma'am. No. <laughs> Nikki, the little girl, little dark skin girl. My mom was like, Okay. Nikki, my girls always say that. I'm like, okay, girl. Played you, dog. Nah, not not one. We love you though, Africa. <laughs> okay, what about you, Jordan? What other show? So pair with girlfriends. Are um, you oh, probably one on one. One on one. Yeah, I really love that show. I do too. Yeah, I think Kyla Pratt is so underrated. She's so underrated, but she looks the exact same. Like that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. She has not aged not a second. Yes. Y'all, it's hard for me. I literally am gonna I'm gonna say one on one because that's how I really feel. But I forgot how good half and half was. And half Jordan, and half was good. Jordan knows this about me, but I have two half siblings. I have a brother and a sister, and my sister and I are like kind of going through this like reconnection phase. Um, and so like now that I think about it, like I feel like I can learn a lot from rewatching the show <laughs> because it was kind of like a little dissonance there, mm-hmm. like based off how we were raised yeah. and like sharing the dad and like we share a dad too. So I'm really excited to watch half and half because I feel like watch maybe. Yeah, maybe I can, you know, she's 14. Oh, she just turned 15. So maybe we can watch it together and talk yeah. about it. I don't know. We're, we're trying to code. I don't know how to be a sister, y'all. A big sister. Yeah. That would be cute. It's hard. I'm ready to start. Are you a big sister? sister? Yes. Oh. Girl, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It. Okay. Well, we, we, I could cry right now. Yeah. We're going to have to get together offline so that y'all can indulge me in how to be a big <laughs> sister because I clearly suck. <laughs> So, okay, and our last what's the word topic before we get into the good, good, good stuff is going to be um, Tamar, Braxton, Tamar Braxton's suicidal attempt. And as we talk about this, I also want us to um, I also mention uh, the mental illness thing that we have going on. We've seen, we talked about Kanye West, we talked about um, even like black women seeking guidance for like mental things in our uh, last episode. So, Tamar Bass's suicide attempt. Are you shocked or not, Kiara? Mm. Yes and no. 
I feel like because I've I've been in that situation before and I feel like they're Tamar is the type of person that feels everything, like to the extreme. Like when some when she has an attitude, it's attitude to the extreme. When it's funny, it's funny to the extreme. And so because I've been there and I also kind of have that mindset, I feel I'm I don't I'm not so surprised. Because if you feel sad, some people just feel it to the extreme. And I feel like, you know, with everything going on with the real and like that continuously being brought out brought up again and again, there may have been something that she just was tired of talking about, hearing about. And I think that probably could have been influential in keeping her in that sad place. That's true. So I wouldn't I wasn't that surprised. I love how you said she feels everything to the extreme. That was pretty accurate. Yeah. Jordan, go ahead. Um I I'm kind of like yeah, yes and no. Okay. Um you said, Am I shocked? Yes. Um but no, because, you know, you just never know it'll set somebody off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on the outside, Tamar does present herself as a pretty strong woman. Um, and she sometimes doesn't let a lot of things get to her. Mm-hmm. But I think after being the brunt and um, the brunt of jokes for some time um, and then just dealing with stuff with her family, they always got some drama and I, I just think it became a lot for her, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you just never know what'll trigger somebody, and what what'll be somebody's like. This it, I can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. That last straw, you know. Uh, I never been like suicidal, but I can understand it, you know. Absolutely, I um, I actually wasn't shocked at all, um, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I'm a very animated person too. Mm-hmm. And and I actually am this way, but just like what Kiara said, and I feel like you just hit the 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 nail on the hammer, the hammer on the nail, however the saying nail goes. Yeah, nail on the head. Thank you, co-host. <laughs> um, because I feel like sometimes she was she was overcompensating yes. for for the sadness. And I do that often. Like a lot of times people think I'm just I'm always making jokes always cracking jokes I'm always trying to make people laugh and not because I'm sad but because that just helps me like get over things that helps me feel you know excited makes you feel happy so I feel like Tamar thought like <laughs> because yeah. really deep down inside she's probably a little sad and I won't say I was not shocked that she tried to commit suicide I'm just not shocked that she actually was very sad or feeling some sort of depression right. on the inside because just as you mentioned things that went on with the real her divorce you know, even if you were a fan of the show, when she talked about when she got pregnant, like, I don't, she kind of was kind of rocky about whether she wanted to have kids or not. Mm-hmm. Being a mom, getting into a new relationship, things going on with her family, you know, she shaved her head. It was just like, she had a whole bunch of stuff kind of going on. And I think that it, like Jordan said, you never know what someone's breaking point is. Not to mention, we all sit in the house. Right. And that's been pretty with your thoughts. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't have anything just like incredibly horrible going on in my life, but me just sitting here in my thoughts, that's not always best for me. You know what I'm saying? Especially me and Jordan talk about a lot about like being in our single lives and things like that. It's just like you just sitting here, like you know, watching the clock pass you by. So I definitely think it's important to use outlets to not get to that place, but just like. Uh, Kiara mentioned, I think that feeling to the extreme thing, 
I might need to put that on a t-shirt or something like that to me was perfect analogy yeah you know what I'm saying so check on your friends during this time y'all check on your friends please and thank you but if, before we close anybody else have any other comments about the Tamar situation mm-hmm. we good mm-hmm. okay guys so our next segment is hey girl hey hey girl hey uh let's get to know each other a little bit better so as we mentioned earlier we have a special guest miss kiara so kiara tell us a little bit about yourself okay so i am 22 i I'm more in like the metro Detroit area of Michigan. I, um, this question like always stumps me because so many things like run through my mind. (laughs) To do in your free time? Um, I like to make YouTube videos when they're not overwhelming me. Um, I enjoy shopping and makeup and hanging out with my friends which I've been trying to incorporate more of lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like spending time with my family. We actually just got back from Tennessee probably like three or four weeks ago. Oh, cool. So. Okay, so just tell us briefly, uh, now we already did a segment on what plus-size pageantry is, so we know that, but how did you get into plus-size pageantry? So I actually haven't competed in anything like exclusively plus size pageantry. Okay. Um, I've only ever competed in your like natural pageants, which is like the ones where it's like ages five to 25 and different age divisions. But how I was introduced was actually through a um, family friend one day at like an after school meeting she came in, she had her sash and her crown on, and I was like, how did you get that? And she told me she did patterns, and from then on, I've just been in love. And what age were you when this happened? So I was actually like nine or ten, uh-huh. and my parents didn't really know anything about it, and they they weren't about to spend the money on it. So I didn't compete until I was like 16. Okay. okay. So, but it's always something that you wanted to do and you did it, girl. So good for you. Yeah. Interesting, like the things that pique our interest. Yeah. Like when, when you see it. Not going to lie though. I always wanted to do pageants when I was growing up. <laughs> but, um, and then I tried to force my little sister to do them because, you know, how you try to live your dream vicariously through others. Mm-hmm. But it just never happened. And I guess like, you know, here you are. There you go. You know, you can live through her. I can live through you. My new friend. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> how do you maintain confidence? Because, you know, confidence and pageantry, we know, kind of go hand in hand. How are you able to maintain your confidence as a full figure woman in this circuit? Um, I, well, I just started getting more into like self love and things like that. So, First off, I'm I'm religious, I'm a Christian, and I was kind of like battling my confidence and how I felt, what I felt like being confident was, sorry, um, and I just had to really understand that he created me to be exactly who I was, and that 
there even though there may be flaws that I saw like he he doesn't make mistakes and so because of that I was he created me in perfection now will I make mistakes yes right but he still loves me regardless because he knew that when he created me so I just try to keep that in mind try to remind myself who I am and who God has called me to be and I think in that that gives me like a whole different level of confidence because nobody can take that away from you like God made me okay he made me and he didn't mess up so you can say what you want but you take that up with him y'all know I'm a a cry baby my eyes are fluttering with that I'm oh such a god. I'm she gonna a, cry. She'll cry every episode if she could. I'd be really like over here, like <laughs> 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 Yeah, I can't help it. I don't know why I'm so emotional. But anyway, yes, girl, never forget who you are and whose you are. So I appreciate you telling us that. And that's honestly like every time I we talk about this, I get emotional because like growing up and and growing up and thinking that something is wrong with you because of like your size or your color or your hair or whatever like mm-hmm. people don't understand how detrimental that is yeah. you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. thank god I you know had a, a mom who like girl you, you think I'm beautiful look at me you look just like me like you know right. so uh boosting your confidence and I'm so glad that you were able to find that self-love and it came especially in your early 20s like girl that's the time you should be living exactly My, you are set honey I'm in my mid twenties now, my early twenties. But okay, girl. And so now we've got a little to know a little bit about you. You family now, so you know, dive on in with us. So we're gonna talk about these next couple things. But before we go into our second topic, we did want to play a little game. So Jordan and I actually were guests on our coworker slash brothers podcast, the Q It Up podcast. So shout out to Quentin over at the Q It Up podcast. Hi, brother. Yes, or a podcast, mm-hmm. like he said. <laughs> we love you. Um, we just kind of stole a couple of your little games. So, you know, we're going to play One Gotta Go, and then we're going to play Top 3. Quentin calls it Top 5, but I just feel like that's too many options. <laughs> so, for One Gotta Go, I'm going to give you these different categories, and you're going to tell me which one you going to get rid of, okay? So, okay. as we know, my favorite holiday is what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um we're gonna say which one gotta go and you gonna let me know okay so you have four options number one macaroni and cheese two mashed potatoes three we say dressing in the south i don't know if y'all call it stuffing i used to date this guy he was from the east coast and he say stuffing i'm like i say both what are you stuffing? It's, it's um, dressing. Here. Dressing. Thank yeah. you, girl. And then we have yams or, you know, candy yams. You do it. I hate the stuff. So, mm. one, one got to go, Kiara. The mashed potatoes. Okay. I just feel like everything else is like staple Thanksgiving. But mashed potatoes, they can go. I can't eat them the day after Thanksgiving. Potatoes got to go. Okay. Jordan. I'm distraught. This is a horrible question. <laughs> Someone is going through it, guys. I am. I, y'all, I love potatoes. Any kind of potato. It really doesn't matter. Um, okay, so if I had to just make a swift choice, 
swiftly. Uh, I will say mac and cheese. We are so in sync because mac and cheese. Gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> mac and cheese. That's my favorite part. That's your favorite part, you know, I love, I'm not a fan of mac and cheese. Now, Jordan makes amazing macaroni and cheese. It's so good. I really mm. like just eat it up a pan. <laughs> but um, I'm not a fan of macaroni and cheese. And like, I don't know how y'all make it. Again, like, uh, I, I don't want to like make this separation between the South and the, you know, Midwest. But um, down here in the South, they like to make it like casserole style almost. So it's like you shred the cheese, you put the milk and you like bake it and it comes out like a, a chunk. Wow. I, and I can make it that way because that's how I grew up, but I, I don't care for it. I don't make mine. Jordan's is more like creamy. I don't know how, how do y'all make y'all macaroni and cheese? Uh, we make ours similar to a casserole as well, but I, that's my favorite part. Your thing, girl. We so sorry. Yes. Gotta go. No. <laughs> <laughs> my feelings are hurt. Your feelings hurt? Okay, we're going to move yeah. on to the next one. So our next one is fast foods. And I, you know, we are on our, you know, trying to be a little healthy, but fast food one, you gotta go. Okay. Matt, it's going to be either McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, or Taco Bell. One gotta go. Ooh. McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell. Okay. So what made this hard was the fact that I think two of them could go because I don't eat two of them. <laughs> um, but I don't have to say Taco Bell. I'm a Mexican food lover and I refuse to eat that fake Mexican food. I said it, fake Mexican food. And yeah, that can go. But I don't eat Burger King either. It's very strange to me that their Impossible Burger tastes better than their regular burger. But I do like their croissant, which is. So that's the only reason that I stuck with Burger King. But yeah, no, Taco Bell can go. First of all, I love Burger King, so my feelings are extremely hurt. Girl, my Do you daddy, really? My daddy. Ugh. Shout out to my daddy, Isaac Thomas Sr., but my daddy loves Burger King, y'all. We, growing up, you know, you be in, a, in that car and your daddy be like, what do everybody want to eat? And he be like, you know, don't say no matter. Burger King Because pulling up to Burger good. King. And my daddy get the Whopper. Extra ketchup, extra mayo, extra onion couldn't have. But anyway, mm-hmm. I agree, Kiara, and we gotta get you down here at Texas, honey, because our Mexican food, yeah, super. Oh, I believe it. I want. I want. I look. I'll get the flight right now. Oh, I'm saying, girl, well, we, it, we apparently the epicenter right now for the virus. Right. So see us in a couple yeah. months. Um, I got you. <laughs> but yes, I don't do the beef. Oh. Uh, I don't do the, the Taco Bell with the fake beef. Um, yeah. And I love McDonald's only for the so convenient dollar. It's something about McDonald's, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know if we carbonated. Like, you take a sip and you be going to knock yourself in the head. Like, their carbonation is amazing. But, Jordan. It's so um, spicy. Yeah. You can bring it right in. You so rude. Yeah. I mean, they do got some decent fries, though. Well, um, unfortunately, you can outvote it. Kiara and I win, so Taco Bell. Good. All right. Two more. Our next one is going to be girl things. So are you going to get rid of your edges, your lip gloss, your nails, or your shoes? Well, my job, I, I own a brow studio. 
So most of the time I don't have nails. So I'll get rid of them. I don't wear them either. Ah, yeah, she don't wear. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of these. They're nice. I just can't function with them. Yeah, people put that all the time. I've been wearing nails since my senior year in high school. So I'm pretty accommodated. And like as the years go on, they seem to get more longer and longer and more intricate. So yeah, I'm going to have to go with shoes. I'm really a big shoe girl anyway. Um, definitely not getting rid of my lip gloss. Definitely, you got to have edges. That's very important. So I consider getting rid of my edges. My Afro covers them. Oh, I was like, girl. But then you can't never wear no ponytail. I, well, I usually pineapple my hair and it still covers my edges. Okay. okay. I never do my edges. <laughs> I don't really own everybody edges. Everybody is not able. <laughs> everybody is not able. Jordan? Edges. Your edges? I'll get rid of my edges and have Eric and Tay do my wig. Hey, Tay. I thought we, we, we all picked something different, so we're going to go to our last one. Our last one is types of food. Um, and I'm gonna change this one. So we're gonna do Chinese food, Mexican food, seafood, and we're gonna say American food. So like, and when I say American, I mean like wings, pizzas, burgers. Oh, okay. So seafood, Mexican food, American food, Chinese food. One gotta go. And one has to go? Yeah. Chinese food. Oh, Chinese food. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. That's actually my choice. <laughs> Every now and again, I want a couple of pieces of orange chicken, but other than that, Jordan. Um. Uh, so you said American Chinese. American Chinese seafood Mexican. Oh, American. You can do the Halloween. I like Chinese food. Okay, girl. Especially St. Louis Chinese food. Okay, girl. Um, well, thank you so much for playing here. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next game before we get into our topics. Our next game is going to be top three. Again, we this from our friend over at the Cute Up Podcast. He does top five, but too many choices. So in lieu of our Black TV shows that are coming back, we're going to do top three Black movies. Kiara, go. Of like all time? All time. Actually, let's spice it up. Let's do top black movies of the 90s. Oh, man. Okay. I'm about to take a very large L here. Uh-oh. Okay. A very <laughs> large L. My mother would not let me watch any of, like, the hip black movies of the 90s. When I tell you I just, at 22, in 2020, just received a stack of movies. I just watched Friday for the first time less than a week ago. Wow! Exactly. So this is really hard because I don't have as many options as everyone else. So what you um, got? I'm, glad, I'm glad we did top three and not top five because you would have been really, really long <laughs> Yes, uh, yes. Um, let's see. In, in the nineties, I gotta say, the Preacher's Wife. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know if that's the nineties though. It is. Yeah. So we okay. can. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, 
you know why I'm drawing blank. And uh, half the ones I'm thinking I know are like 2000. Um, if it's a little past the 90s, we, we could take it considering. Can we come back to me while I just group my thoughts? Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Waiting to exhale. Okay, waiting to exhale. Um, the wood is the wood in the nineties. Yeah. We, we, we can go with that. The wood. Um, Nine nine or two thousand, something like that. Yeah. And then, um, ooh, probably house party. Okay, that's a good little list. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. I'm gonna go with life. It's one of my favorite okay. movies of all time. My daddy likes that movie. I'm going to go with Love Jones. One of my favorite movies oh, of all time. Joe loves that movie. Love, love Jones. And... Let's do Soul Food. Okay. Okay. That was really tough because if you know me, I am the quintessential black 90s movies. I, I love them. Oh. Go ahead, Kiara. So you gave us Preacher's Wife, which is a classic. That is a good one. I watch That's that every Christmas. Yeah, every Christmas we watch Preacher's Wife like nonstop. You know, so I'm I'm gonna say you weren't a fan of Friday because you say you just watched it. <laughs> you didn't put it in there. No, I just watched it, but I just I mean I'll put that on my list because to be completely honest, I haven't seen any of the movies that you guys just named. So. Uh, so we're gonna send you a list offline so that you can indulge in yeah. black culture <laughs> thank you i appreciate it um and also uh ooh, bad boys okay, okay. i think early 2000s okay we can go with that and i love will smith and my lawrence okay so uh the next topic we're gonna do is top three most listened to albums on your playlist Okay. Um, her, the first one, the very first album. I can't remember what it's called. I think it was just like I think it was self-titled. The one with the blue background. Yes. Okay. Um, Janae, I go. Chalombo. Okay. The deluxe. That's all I listen to. Alicia Keys album, but like the one that has um oh songs in A minor. So Alicia Keys songs in A minor. Okay. Okay, that's a good little list. I love Alicia. I'm gonna go number one is going to be Summer Walker, any album, but in this particular, I'm gonna say over it because it's her most recent one. Uh full album, start to finish, no skips. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna also do uh, the Kiki album by Keanu Day, start to finish, no skips. And then I'm going to go Division, the morning after album, no skips, all the way through. Um, I have musical ADD, so I don't listen to my music like that. But I guess <laughs> if I had to choose, um, it probably became a shell, uh, more issues in Vogue. I love that title. Um, Chris Brown, his first album, Chris Brown. Um, yeah, that starts, yeah, I could listen to start to finish. Um, and then the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. That soundtrack is bomb. Start to finish. Okay. Okay. So segment number two is going to be called Beauty in the Black Community. So Kiara, we read your um, press release, girl. And as you mentioned earlier, we know that you do browse, but you know, baby, I'm a fan. Um, so we have a few questions as we dive deep into Beauty in the Black Community. So the first question is, how do you feel about makeup? 
the makeup industry as it pertains uh, to beauty products for women of color? I think it's improving, it's getting better. More people are open to the fact that they need to create shades for women of color, darker women, they need to have that. And I think it's getting better. I don't think we're all the way there yet. I just, um, I was working for a brand called Benefit. And no matter what foundation they release, they will always have like six, really light varying shades in the end they would have two medium in the end two deeper and I just could not understand that for my life and I didn't like working for them because they didn't have a shade for me mm-hmm. exactly how do you feel what was the question again the question is how do you feel about the makeup industry as it pertains to black products for women of color? Oh, um, I think that we're improving. I think that, like Kiara said, we're not there yet in any capacity. Um, I think that brands are seeing the shift, which is making them, um, I would say the shift in like black owned makeup companies coming up. Mm-hmm. And so that is making them get on board. Um, intentionally and unintentionally i think some some brands are probably finding the error in their ways and then some brands are like oh shit let me scrounge up some colors so we don't lose business exactly i definitely feel like and we can dive a little bit deeper into this uh just the whole beauty brand of black women in general to me like i always overthink everything and what i'm thinking i'm like okay so normally the darker you are was not seen as beautiful anyway so why make foundation in that color right. you know what I'm saying so um that's how I feel about it I definitely agree uh, we're getting there um the makeup brands that I do use which we'll talk about later I, I appreciate them for what they do for women of color but I definitely feel like we can improve um a uh, sub part uh, uh, another point to this question is are we lacking in black owned makeup brands and for example also are we lacking in black owned beauty supply stores and things of that nature like stores that are black owned that sell products for women of products for women of color i think we are definitely lacking in stores that are black owned i would love to see more of that i would love for there to be a black version of Ulta. i would stand okay that would be um, <laughs> but I do I think brands right now black owned brands I there are a lot of them I'm just ready for them to branch out from just making lip gloss because there are a ton of black owned brands that just make lip gloss just do eyelashes and I would love to see um them branch out and do blushes and do foundations so that we really could have so many different brands that do tons of lines of products rather than just a gloss because I love lip gloss but I also need a blush okay <laughs> Can I um I definitely mm-hmm. agree um I think that you're absolutely right we have a lot of black black owned brands coming up but they're starting small which I can understand being a, a young Black-owned company, starting small, right. but we ready, excited, come on. Mm-hmm. Jordan? Um, I think there is a lack of Black-owned stores, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, it's very few and far between. You see a brick and mortar that's Black-owned for makeup. Um, 
I think there's a lot of slept on black owned brands. Um, one specifically that I can think of is Koi Voca. They sell exactly. <laughs> um, but they actually have really great highlight that I bought myself. Um, but they've expanded. They do more than just, you know, the standard lip gloss or lashes. They have full a full line and not a lot of I think it's hard for black owned black owned brands to have exposure. Mm-hmm. because you they can't pay what these influencers want now we know it. and so I think that's the discrepancy when it comes to uh, marketing and exposure and visibility within our community because people can't afford that that's true that's true so we're gonna move on to drink and attention what are some of your favorite brands they don't have to be black owned but where are some of your favorite brand brands of makeup um and where, where can we find them hmm I love Lip Bar, which is like a Detroit brand, and I love them. You can find them in some Targets. I'm not sure if it's Targets nationwide or if it's Targets here, but I love their stuff. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Elf. I don't know why it is. I just, I enjoy the price point, and they usually don't do me wrong. Um, ColourPop. (laughs) I first ordered from ColourPop back in 2014 before they blew up. And when they blew up like a year or two later, I was like, wait a minute. I've had the I've had like their red lipstick for like their liquid lipstick for years and they blew up and I was like, Oh, I already knew about this. This was right before Kylie lip kits came out. Yeah. And they were literally the same formula. And I was telling my friends, you know, I got this for six dollars. Yes. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Any more? Or is that was that it? Hmm. My makeup drawers are right here. I can just <laughs> take a peek. <laughs> you just give us one more. Just give us one more that you just can't live without. I really like Makeup Revolution. They're, I think they're based in the UK, but I just find they make really good products. They make a lot of dupe products, and I'm not rich. So sometimes buying those dupe products, it really is helpful because I get to look like everybody else without spending everybody else's money. Mm-hmm. I personally... Um... So I use Maybelline Fit Me Foundation. I always get compliments on my foundation. They're like, what foundation do you use? I'm like, girl, this is drugstore <laughs> foundation. This was $6, okay? And I buy like 10, like not 10 at a time, but I buy like three or four at a time. So I love uh, Fit Me. Um, I love Black Radiance and Black Opal. Um, they're made for people, uh, women of color. I get a lot of compliments on like my highlight too, and that is black opal and I get I mean black radiance and I get the little contour palettes for like 10 bucks from like Walmart or something like that. Um another thing I'm really big, a big fan of is is it Morphe? Morphe? Morphe. Morphe. Mm-hmm. I love Morphe. I use like a lot of their eyeshadows. Um and then everybody knows I'm a big fan of lashes. I wear Miss 3D lash. Miss City Lash, I buy them like 25 at a time. I'm obsessed, clearly. You got money. You buy now. I don't got money, but you know, look, they like three dollars a pop. I just give them a good 40. Here, how many lashes can I get? Mm-hmm. Just take the money before I change my mind. Um, my favorite is Too Faced 
born as wait, born that way born yeah born this way um foundation not six dollars yeah that's not six dollars but it's very <laughs> great um my fancy gloss <laughs> that i'm always reapplying in our videos my fancy gloss um morphe love morphe love their price point yes their palette's only twenty dollars um urban decay jordan got money girl mm -hmm. i'm gonna do honorable uh mention nyx mix okay i love their uh lip glosses i have that one on uh, you too yes girl you know and i also love Julius place i don't know i'm trying trying to get back with them i heard some they had some you know publishing things mm. going they was trying to dupe our, our black ambassadors but i do yeah. appreciate their concealers um their highlight is really good really good that highlight i gotta wear that on special occasions because you be you be shining mm. shining shining okay yeah. so we're gonna move on what I'm sorry, why does makeup make you feel confident? So why does why is wearing makeup make you feel confident? Um, and how often do you wear it? Mm, well, with corona and everything, I haven't worn it as often because um, I got to a point where rather than putting on like foundation every day, I would just cover up my dark spots. So like right now, I have on concealer, cream blush, and highlight. And that's it and I normally I'm, I haven't like I said I haven't worn it as of lately but when I do wear it I wear it on a daily basis when I have to work mm -hmm. because I gotta go on to work I'm a beauty professional I kind of gotta look the part but if it wasn't for that I probably would wear it like to church to go out and that would be about it mm -hmm. um Makeup makes me feel confident. I mean, I just like to look nice. And I honestly like to do my makeup. It's fun for me. So, like, playing in makeup is just, like, super fun. I just feel like it's so – I'm just a super girly, and I just love to do it. And I think on a normal day before Corona, I wear makeup, like, pretty much every day, or at least just, like, eyebrows and lashes. Uh, Jordan and I work with kids. We work with a lot of 500, Fortune 500 companies. And, you know, like, so you just want to look the part. And then a lot of times, I know I'm going to a school – I wear makeup because without makeup, I look 12. And you would not imagine how many times I get stopped in the hallway. They're like, man, where are you supposed to be? I'm like, I'm grown. Okay, I'm 12. I'm grown. Okay. okay. So, but the, these days, these kids be having full faces of makeup on too. So I guess that don't really help. But, Jordan? Um, I personally think makeup is a chore. <laughs> um, I'm glad that I know how to do it in full, but I don't like it. I don't like wearing it that much. I mean, I love, I when I wear it, I'm a joint. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm fine. I'm like 50. I'm fine as fuck. But <laughs> do I like putting it on? No, it's pretty time, time consuming. Do I like taking it off? No, I think it's That's annoying. That's the worst part. I, I hate it. Um, I be, If I wear makeup, like, it's on all day. Literally. Somebody has to see me if I put makeup on because no. I'm I I maybe I'm a tomboy in that nature. I just mm -mm. lip gloss is good for me. Lip gloss and earrings, maybe a little mascara. That's about it on a normal day. Yeah, honestly, it's really like I I don't feel like I have to wear makeup. I just am very insecure about my eyebrows. I'm really thinking about getting. I wish you lived here. Lady. Yeah, I really think about getting my color because like I really be doing like a full face because I do my eyebrows and I'm like okay that look kind of looks a little stupid you know. 
Or just <laughs> so find I'm a way just, to do your eyebrows without yeah. making, them look, make them look more natural. More natural. I'm trying to yeah. find a way to like do because like really I don't have I don't have like eyebrows here. Like I don't, me neither. Yeah, I barely have them at all. So you know. Okay. So we'll move on. Okay. So um what we want to, I want to talk about the natural woman and bring up the fact that there's this going phenomenon. I remember one of my losses when before makeup was like, before everybody was doing their makeup, it was this whole thing about like you put makeup on because you feel ugly or you put makeup on because you're trying to cover something instead of what is supposed to be enhancing your natural beauty or just you know something that's fun that you're doing. So, I just kind of want to talk about the stigma of the quote unquote natural woman in terms of makeup and why people feel that. Uh, if you have makeup on, that you're somehow unhappy with yourself. Being stupid. <laughs> you think it's stupid? Yeah. Please, please indulge. <laughs> um, I feel like people just, they don't mind their fucking business. Like, I, I just feel like people have too many opinions and then insert themselves in areas that they shouldn't, specifically men, because I feel like they always trying to tell a woman like what they what they feel or what they want to do when they wear wear makeup or don't wear makeup. And then half the time they stupid because they like, oh, I like a natural girl, not knowing that she got a whole natural face on right now. I just, uh, I think it's so dumb. <laughs> like, I totally agree with what Jordan said. And my biggest thing with in terms of like men in makeup, men be like, they want a natural woman, but then they want a woman with big old booty, big old yeah, breasts. Like, and I'm like, what? they went out and bought the breasts and the booty, but they can have a plain face? I'm confused. <laughs> Someone please make it make sense. <laughs> Like y'all need to be more just I, I just I don't I don't I just don't like the phenomenon of you feel like something is wrong with you because you have makeup on. Like yeah. I oftentimes I wear makeup, you know, all the time, but uh, you know, I like I like Jordan said she feels like the short I'll be in the house bored and they'd be like, Where are you going? I'm like, I just whipped out some stuff. I was just in here playing. Like, you know, I was just in here playing around. So how do you feel about that whole stigma about, you know, people feeling like, oh, you put makeup on because you just unhappy or you just feel ugly without it? I feel like it's a personal choice. Like, it's similar to working out. You know, like, some people do it because they want to look better for other people. Sure. But most people work out because they thoroughly enjoy it. They like the benefits. And they want to achieve something. Cool. Same with makeup. I thoroughly enjoy it. I like it. And I want to achieve the best highlight that I could ever have. Come on, like, it's a personal choice. And it's not your face. It's not your face. So why are you worried? I'm not catfishing you. If I take it off, I'm still look like me. Exactly. Skincare before makeup, if your skin don't look good, your makeup not gonna look gonna look good either. That's just how it goes. But yes, if it's not in your face, it shouldn't matter. I always make it a point if I'm like dating a guy or like something like that to make sure like within the first couple of days that he sees me without makeup so he doesn't oh, yeah. think that it's like a thing because I do wear makeup so often because again it's like fun for me but I always try to make it a point to like FaceTime yeah FaceTime you yeah, without sure. it or whatever so that you know that it's not a oh you know I'm feeling some type of way because at the end of the day I'm doing it for me not for you anywho exactly so um yeah so I always make that a thing you know like, you, you see he see me without makeup yeah I'm like yes and if you didn't like what you saw then period I mean it's still cute though your loss ever <laughs> okay and then the last question before we move on to segment three is brows or lashes which one can you not live without 
I do brows, so it's got to be brows. I need brows. I feel like that's, I don't even know why I came up with this question because it's so difficult. I can't live without either. How is lashes for me? Is it the lashes for you? Oh my gosh. I love a good lash. If I get if I if I wax myself, like my waxes are pretty on point, I feel so yeah, it's the lashes for me. I think I'm gonna go lashes too though. I think I'm gonna go lashes too. I feel like you could not live without your lashes. I don't think I could. I don't think I'm pretty obsessed with both. Yeah, I don't think so. But when I tell you I buy lashes by the pack. I got mislashes right here. Low-key, I need to... Miss Lashes, if you're watching this video, make me an ambassador, please. Please. So, <laughs> they didn't pay us. Mm-mm. <laughs> She's on the show out of brand. Okay, so moving on to segment three, our last segment is uh, owning a Black-owned business. Okay? So, A, we're going to talk about, and I was so excited to talk about this girl, and especially to talk with you as someone who owns a Black-owned business, or business, and what are some stereotypes and stigmas on the Black-owned business? Now, I'm going to give you a couple of examples before we dive deep into this. For example, unprofessionalism in Black-owned businesses. Number two, asking for too much. So you've seen it, these women, who they do your nails, they want your nails soaked off, trimmed, manicured, and everything else before you right. get there. Yeah, right. You got to pay a $25 deposit, no kids. Got to have this on, that on, leave your shoes at the door, wash it. I mean, this whole thing. And then number three, is supporting Black-owned businesses in terms of like us in our community with mm -hmm. asking for discounts and things of that nature. So we're going to break it down with number one first, unprofessionalism. How do you feel about the stigma on unprofessionalism in the Black community as far as Black-owned businesses? Is it true? Is it not true? Have you experienced it? Mm, I haven't experienced it. Well, no, no, I haven't experienced it. But because I'm a I'm a do-it-yourself person, I do my own hair. If I want to do my nails, I'll do my nails. If I, I'm I do my own brows and things like that. So I pretty much am the only person I have to worry about. But as far as unprofessional goes, that goes into what you said about all the requirements before the service starts. Mm -hmm. I I don't agree with that on so many levels. When you're offering somebody like a service, it is your job to make them feel comfortable in order to provide them a great service. Like it's, it's almost like when you take your car to the car shop because you need something fixed. They don't tell you to come with your car washed, all your papers, every, they don't ask for all of that. Sure. And I just, I feel like it's ridiculous and it takes away the service aspect of providing a service. I totally agree. I, on the other hand, and praise God, you have an experience of professionalism. I have experienced unprofessionalism in Black-owned businesses oh, too many times. Mm -hmm. And if I was not a Black-owned business owner myself, I would be very deterred. Um, I've gone to Black nail techs before um, where they have charged me $20 to take my nails off. Um, had me waiting for an hour or two plus. And the only reason why I did not leave is because they required me to send a deposit first. So I've already sent you $35 and you had me waiting in your chair for 90 minutes while you putting rhinestones mm -hmm. and cutting up money to glue on somebody else's nails. I have ordered things from somebody, a plate from somebody. And uh, by the time I get my plate, I get a notice that they missing macaroni and cheese, green beans, rice, and everything else. And is it okay if they give me two pieces of chicken instead of a rib? I mean, I have literally 
experienced it all. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, it's, I try not to stereotype things because I try to live my life on a case-by-case basis, but I have experienced unprofessionalism in Black-owned businesses. Me personally, I I don't think so. Um, I mean, I try to support as much as I can. I'm not going to lie, but um, I'm very much that type of person that's like, if it's not broke, then don't try and fix it. So I just kind of stick to what I, I like and what I know. Um, I am trying to branch out more, especially like clothes. I support Black-owned businesses more when it comes to, like, clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, my nails, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I can't. I have a girl who does my nails, and she's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've just heard many, 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 many horror stories. I many would say Black stories. nail technicians, to me, I've had heard the worst. The worst stories. Or these kitchen beauticians. Yes. It's like, you have no license. You want me to come with my hair washed uh blow dried edges laid and everything else and you charge me five hundred dollars for some braids and i'm confused yeah i'm confusion um, and i think that's where oh, you can go ahead no no, no, no go ahead, go ahead. i think that's where the unprofessional unprofessionalism comes in is so I want to go straight to the top, make as much money as possible. And that's where all the, you have to leave a deposit. That's where all the come with this, this, and this. And if you don't, I'm going to charge you. I think it's just like the race to being successful. Mm-hmm. And in that, you you lose the service aspect because you're not willing to be a provider to other people. And it's at the end of the day, it's not about that. Like if I'm going to get my hair done, if I'm getting it braided, well, I wash them more than I Yeah, probably. Just because I'm paying you to braid my hair. But to tackle, I mean, but if that's something that you offer, I wouldn't, I'm, I don't understand why people charge for that. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, if you're braiding somebody's hair, don't you want to know it's clean, like, the right way? Before you stick your hands in it? Because that could be really crazy. Like that would be I'm not doing nobody's brows if they come in and it's clearly looks like they did something to them already mm-hmm. so I feel like people are just they're looking for that success they're looking to make the most money and they see the best way to do that is to sell out of the dinners even though they know they don't have enough food and go oh well people will be okay if I just do this instead and add on all of Mm-hmm. and add in all of those uh, deposits and things like that I don't require a deposit I trust you if you say you're gonna come you're gonna come if you don't okay you got like three times before I'm like okay no you can choose to not have that person as a client anymore mm-hmm. so like I said it's the race to success that has people tacking on so much money and losing the service that they're providing exactly and i'm okay just before we move on i'm okay with deposits i'm fine with that because i don't want you to miss on your money and kiara I, I have a dessert business where i require you to pay everything up front and here's why i'm not going to the store to purchase with with my business i have to purchase apples chocolate oreo cookies rice krispies all these food items all these things that i cannot take back once i start 
And so I'm not about to spend all this money and make a personalized thing for you for you to call me and be like, never mind. Girl, my bad. We done going to cancel baby shower. And now I'm out hundreds of dollars. You know, so I require you to pay everything. So whether you have the event or not, <laughs> you're gonna get these cookies. Okay. So you know, that makes sense. Yeah, I just I can't do it. Some people are like, you I require a full I need all of your money. Because I'm in there slaving away, and I, it's not like I can go in. You know, somebody cancels on April appointment, you could very well be like, hey, you know, I have an open appointment. I can't sell cookies with Jordan face on it right. to you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. Right. That makes sense for you. But if somebody were to, to cancel with me, I mean, I could most likely refill that slot and keep it going. Plus, I'm only doing like a 20 or a $30 service, so it's not it's not like all that preparation that you have to do and i completely understand like requiring a deposit in that way yes okay um so our question our second question is do you feel it's harder for women of color to own um, their own business or to be entrepreneurs i don't think so i think when i decided to be an entrepreneur it was really easy mm -hmm. i think that the hardest part of being a business owner is overcoming yourself and i feel like i knew it was something that i wanted to do so at the end of the day like it, it was very easy for me to go ahead and do it i don't think it's much harder for black women to start a business it's a decision that you gotta make i think it's just hard to own a business in general i agree mm -hmm. But I think as women, we're so resilient, especially women of color. I feel like, not that it's easy, but it's like, low-key, we, I mean, we do so much in a day anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like... Second nature. Put another thing on. Yeah. Go ahead and do that, too. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you face any kind of discrimination by owning a Black-owned beauty, uh, black business in the beauty industry and being a full-figure woman? Not yet. I haven't experienced anything yet. I do work, I work in a salon studio, so pretty much every other tenant in the salon studio is Caucasian, um, but I haven't felt any type of discrimination or any issues or anything like that. I feel very welcome in my environment, but I also feel like, you know, we choose our environments, and when I looked for a salon studio, um, I didn't necessarily look for it to be all white people, but I looked for a place that felt comforting, that felt like I would be accepted, and because of that, I, I haven't experienced any discrimination, and I dare somebody to try it. I had listed here the Madam C.J. Walker example. I don't know if you watched the Madam C.J. Walker story on Netflix. I did. Okay, and so I was talking to Jordan about it, and I was talking about how Addie was so adamant about not letting Madam C.J. Walker sell her hair girl product because she said she didn't have the look. <laughs> I'm just like, if you can sell the product, you can sell the product. But she was like, no, you know, you know, she they want to see the product sold by this person. So I just thought it was interesting to ask that question, you know, because people have this this stigma of what they feel like beauty is supposed to look like, you know, and it's just like, you know. She, she like she said in the movie she was like it's more women out here looking like me than looking like you right. and if they see me rocking and wearing the product they're more than likely gonna buy it from me because i ain't you know I, I can relate to them right yeah so i just wanted to bring that up 
Um, and then our last question in this segment is, what is the hardest part about owning a Black-owned business? And what is the greatest part? The hardest part, and I don't think it's particular to Black-owned businesses, um, but the hardest part is the worry. Like, I just left my old job. I had a guaranteed paycheck no matter how many brows I did. And now it's like, either you do them or you're you're not you're gonna have to do something else because you got to make money and I've been like really struggling with um my mom likes to say all the time if you gonna worry don't pray and if you gonna pray don't worry so I've been like really struggling with the I prayed about it so I can't worry about it Um, but that's been you know the hardest thing but I also think right now to have a Black-owned business is kind of a blessing because we've been awakened or awoken, I'm not sure which word is the right one, um, to supporting Black-owned businesses, unfortunately, because of everything that's going on with police brutality and racism and things like that. But we've all become aware that we need to support Black-owned businesses and I think that this time it was kind of like the best time to have one because more people, it's fresh in people's mind. They want to support Black-owned businesses. You say you got one, I'm like, ooh, okay, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't need it, I'll share it. It's kind of like the prime time to do it while it's hot. Exactly. I totally agree. And then um, also, what is, what is the greatest, what's your greatest experience or the best part about owning your own business? Ooh, um, I like the part where I get to set my own schedule. Something that I really hated was missing out on family events. I am not a huge fan of that. I love to cherish the time I have with my family. We're goofy and we do crazy stuff and I don't like to miss out. I have FOMO when it comes to my family. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode again, season two, episode one. Jordan and I have so much, literally, content that we're bringing this way. When Life Gives You Curves. As you guys know, we released our shop on August the 1st. So yep. go out and get your cute merch. And we didn't do this on purpose, y'all. We, we just so insane. We did it. We insane. <laughs> right. So, Kiara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you're doing um, for our Black women. Thank you for um, joining us and then kind of a little bit. I love making sisters across the nation. So, if we have in the Detroit area, Oh, and we forgot yes. to say, you want to do this before we close. Give us a couple of places in Detroit that we, we ever Detroit after Corona, we come get some good, some good cooking. Hmm. Okay. Um, if you're moving to a Coney Island, you need to go. Whether it's national or freedom, go to one. Um, even meals is fine. Um, what else? It's not a restaurant, but if you've never been to Shinola, the hotel, it is beautiful. Um, and if you ever like need a just like an aesthetic place, that's a good place to go. Um, then another food place. Hmm. I don't know. I eat the same things. I'm a huge like um sushi fan. <laughs> So there's a place in Ipsy called Poke Fish. 
and they make bomb poke bowls if you're into sushi and like raw fish. I eat like two of those a week. Not the raw fish part, but I'm into the sushi. Yeah, I'm real basic. California roll me, please. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, girl. So the way that we have a California bowl. Oh, do they? Okay. Well, if I'm ever in Detroit, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get you up to. We're gonna link in. Links. Tap in. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so we always close with our positive affirmations. I'll go first. Um, my positive affirmation is going to be to, and I'm trying to structure this the right way. I, don't be stuck in your circumstance. You see how that just came out? Bam. Yeah. Don't stay stuck in your circumstances. Every day is a new day. Um, I know the very beginning of the podcast, we talked about God doesn't make any, any mistakes and he does not. And so just don't stay, don't stay stuck, stuck in your current circumstances. I think oftentimes we get very comfortable, which is our day-to-day, instead of taking that leap of faith to make us comfortable. And that's something that I've been having to do recently. Um, it's just like, I'm so comfortable doing this. Why? Is this something that I'm really happy doing? Or is this something I'm doing because I'm scared of what the outcome may be if I move on to something better? But baby, I'm diving. Diving. diving, deep diving. Mm-hmm. Okay, got my floaties ready. Yeah, so there's my positive affirmation, Jordan, and then we'll do Kiara. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna like tap in to what Kiara, Kiara was saying earlier. Um, just remember that you're beautifully and wonderfully made. Hmm. Um, I think that, and I spoke a little bit on my Instagram about this yesterday. Like, it's so hard to judge yourself. It's so easy to judge yourself. You're your worst critic, and I think we have to be a little bit, we have to love ourselves a little bit more in the body that you have. Amen. Um, I know with social media, it is very hard not to compare and uh, you will forever contrast, but just um, be happy with the body you have and be gentle with it. That's all. Kiara? Mm. Uh, I'm going to just piggyback off of what I said earlier. Just know who you are. And don't waver in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for a while I knew who I was. And I was like, do I really want to be her? Because I'm like the, I'm the, um, I'm a really chill friend that listens to Jesus music and doesn't really know about anything else going on. And I like tried to branch out and be the wild one and go to clubs and all that other stuff. Still haven't been to a club and I'm okay with that because I know who I am. But if you change yeah, your mind, nice. girl, after the corona, come down to Houston and we'll uh, show you a good time. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to try. But I know that's not like my I that's not a common space for me. Right. That's fine. And that's, that's that is, there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I on the other hand is am truly miss truly missing grooves right now. We miss it. <laughs> so much so okay so as we close again thank you guys so much for tuning in we are so excited and uh, we just appreciate all the love and support Kiara please let the people know where they can follow you girl you can follow me at Kiara K-I-A-R-A dot N-O-E-L okay. and that's Instagram and that's really the only place I'm active okay on Instagram make sure y'all hit up our girl and make sure you follow us at when life gives you curves underscore on Instagram, um, when life gives you curves on Facebook, make sure you go to our shop at gives you curve.com. Tap in. 
and bring your coins okay yes and then as always you can follow me at the songstress and me at love always jojo all right you guys we love you so much have a prosperous august and we will see you next week Mwah.